Hello there. I'm Gloria Warren, and this is the Eloquent Wife Podcast, a safe space and time where we discuss all things pertaining to wifelyhood. So whether you're dealing with unforgiveness or unmet expectations, you will gain godly tips and strategies that will help to transform your marriage for the rest of your life. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Eloquent Wife Podcast. My name is Glory Warren, and this is episode four for the Eloquent Wife Podcast. And I just want to say thank you so, so very much for those of you who have been listening to the podcast, who have been downloading it, who have been sharing it with friends. I am so, so very excited to have you here. And you can catch us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. And for the newbies who are listening for the very first time, welcome again. My name is Gloria Warren, and I want to gift to you my five key elements guide And this is for every Christian wife to help you access the heart of your husband. So whatever that looks like for you, it will help you to access his heart. And that looks like his love language. It looks like anything that you may have been missing where you're saying, you know, I feel like I am missing a link. I, You know, I feel like we could be a little closer. This is your guide. It's a free PE. It's a free PDF, and I would love for you to go to download it at gloriawarren.com forward slash five keys. So let's get into the topic for today. Okay, sis. So today we are talking about cold sheets. Cold sheets. Yes, you heard me right. Cold sheets. And if you are in a marriage then we know that the marriage bed is undefiled. There are not many stipulations that just rob you from enjoying your spouse. But today we're talking about cold sheets. And this is where the sheets are cold. So this is going to be through podcasts. This is going to be on YouTube. This is going to be on Facebook. So I may censor my words in that I use you know, different analogies, but we all know what this means. Cold means there's nothing there. There is um, no activity. There is nobody that's been laying in that spot. You know, when you roll in the section of a bed that nobody's been, it's cold. So cold sheets. If you are in a marriage relationship where there is no intimacy, where there is no intimacy, You and your husband have likely been very challenged at some point in the area of your sexual nature. So if you are in a marriage relationship where there is limited intimacy, you and your husband may have likely experienced some challenges in the area of your sexual behavior. So the Bible, we we just starting out with Bible already. The Bible 
tells us 1 Corinthians 7, 5, it says, Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer. So this is where you want to get closer to God. You want to have less distractions. So you just, it's a way of fasting, how you take away your food, how you, you know, stay off of social media for a while. And so this is something that your body enjoys. And so you're saying, okay, you know, during this time, I, you know, husband, I want to fast. And so I would like to, you know, see if you're okay with me taking, you know, seven days, 14 days, however many days, you know, to just commit this time to fasting and prayer so that I can, you know, develop in this certain area that I'm praying for or so that I can see, you know, this certain thing in my life change, you know, turn around and change around because, you know, this is something that I'm fasting for and I would just like to commit all of these things, lay them down before the Lord and say, Lord, I am surrendering these things for a period of time because this is my sacrifice to you. So, do not deprive one another except except perhaps for or by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So as believers, as women of God, as you know, powerful women of God, as women of God who speak in tongues, whatever, whatever you want to say about yourself. At the end of the day, we are human. God created us with sexual natures. God created our husbands with sexual natures. And because of this, God said that it's better for you to marry than to burn because God knows what he's placed in us. His intention his intent was always family was always marriage it was the first institution that he brought together and he told adam to know his wife so that they could reproduce they told he told them to know each other so that they could reproduce after their own kind just like the animal kingdom so that they could reproduce after their own kind. And so his idea of intimacy is not tainted as it has been for many religious people. His idea of intimacy has never been tainted. The enemy has come in to dwarf and to um, put his perversion on what God has created, but God's perfect way, his perfect intent still stands. And if you are married and you have an area within your marriage that has locks and gates and doors and codes and padlocks and you have all of these things surrounding intimacy then we have to ask ourselves lord why are my sheets cold lord why are the sheets cold lord 
This is something that is not pleasing to you. So whether it's an issue for the wife or for the husband, Lord, this is this is something that doesn't please you because the Bible tells us that if we are not connecting, then this is going to and is giving the enemy room to birth temptation in our hearts and withholding yourself. Whether it's intentional, whether it's not intentional, whether it's just from being busy, whether it is, you know, falling asleep without trying to, whether it is a way to control a situation, whether it's a way to manipulate, whether it's a way to um, gain access to something, whether it's a way that you use only when you want something, whether it's a way that is... Um, has been agreed upon that it's just once a month or once every three months, once, once every six months, whatever it is. The Bible tells us that Satan comes to tempt in this area because it's an area that God has given every man. Unless you have had some type of thing where the man is a eunuch and... There is no absolute, no, there is just no desire there because just hormonally, there's just nothing there. Other than that, if you are married and your sheets are cold for two, three, four, five, six months out of the year, or even more than that, then the word of God is telling us Satan is using this area to bring temptation to not only your husband, but it can also bring temptation to you. Now, I know that there are dynamics to a man versus a woman. I know that the, the drive in a man is higher in most cases in men than in women. But for the wife who says, I want to be more active with my husband and this is this is this is the issue that we're dealing with. It's not me. It's not me. So whatever it is, God is saying if we are in covenant together, if we're married together, if there is no connecting together, the enemy is no doubt going to use this area to bring in temptation. So when there is withholding or when there is long periods of time between intimacy with your spouse, the Bible teaches us that this is dishonoring. This is dishonoring to God because he has already given us his thoughts on it. And it's also dishonoring to the husband because it makes the one who, who has the stronger desire, it makes them have to struggle with their sexual desires and it could lead them to eventually fall into this thing. So for the one who is tired, for the one who is just wanting to just be free, for the one who is saying, you know, I just don't feel like it, 
whoever it is. So we're not going to name drop. We're not going to call any sites. But, you know, here we talk to the wives. But if this is not you, then the shoe will not fit. But for the one who says, you know, I, I just, I'm tired, I don't feel like it, I don't want to do this right now, you know, I just want to be free, I just want to be free to do my own thing, it causes the spouse with the higher drive to have to struggle to walk in communion with God, purified. It causes them to have to struggle to walk in pure communion with God because of the continual reminders, the continual urges, the continual um, zap that comes through the body at a, at a certain point throughout the day. And it's like, God, you know, for the, the, the one who is in the struggle, God, you know, I'm trying to please you. You know, I'm trying to, you know, do the things that I, I know that I'm called to do, Lord, I'm trying to do this thing, Lord, it's hard because of this, because of that. And it makes the spouse have to struggle even more to have to walk upright and to walk in, in perfect alignment with God. Because the desires, it will not go away. They may become less and less as the person gets older, but those desires are not going to go away because God built us this way. Yes, we are spiritual, but at the same time, we are flesh and we have a certain, we have certain desires and needs that God placed within us. And it is because it brings a husband and a wife back together. If you never had an urge that made you want to be closer to your husband, you wouldn't get close to him. If he never had a desire to come close to you, he wouldn't come close to you. But when he feels a certain thing, when he's around you, when he smells your scent, when he smells your perfume, it makes him want to get close to you. And this is how two become one continually. The connecting that happens between intercourse is how you become one with your spouse. It's not just talking. It has to be a sexual thing. And I truly believe that this was the wisdom of God that shared this nugget with me and I'm getting ready to share with you now that many people have had to struggle with staying connected as one, staying connected in marriage, in unity, because many people were not virgins when they got married. And so this can hit home for so, so many. And the grace of God covers, the grace of God saves, the grace of God restores, the grace of God heals. But a woman is born with a hymen. And from this, that is something that when it's broken, blood is shed. And everything that God does, everything that is significant to him, it's covenant. And when that hymen is broken with the husband, that is the covenant seal. But many have lost this. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that God can't use us. I'm not saying that God can't be with us. I'm not saying that God can't work with us. I'm not saying that God can't use our marriages. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying 
that many have gone through the, the, the way of temptation that overtook them at a certain part in their life or a certain point in their life. And because of that, they were connected and became covenantly connected with someone who was not their spouse. And because the person who was not their spouse, because the person who was more than likely a ploy or a trap from the enemy to ensnare, to make stumble, to cause one to sin against God and their own bodies because that person more than likely is not the person that God wanted them to be in covenant with. There is always a strong tie that comes with a person's first. And this is because of the very thing that I talked about with the hymen, with that, especially for women. If you have found that in your mind, you're not that connected to your spouse, but it was a hard thing to overcome the first, the very, very first. If it was hard for you to overcome him, if it was hard for you to get over him, if it was hard for you to get him out of your mind, even though he was not good for you, but if it's hard for you to keep your husband on your mind, if it's hard for you to think in a way that that gets you aroused with your husband, if it's hard for you to do that with your husband, with your saved husband, but with the, the one that the enemy sent, that took something that was supposed to be reserved for your husband, if this is the case, and I'm sitting here and I'm saying, God, I don't feel much for my spouse i'm not trying to have cold sheets but god i just don't have it in me i just don't have it if you're saying god i just i just don't have it in me i i'm not trying to have cold sheets i'm not i'm not trying to i'm not trying to have that if you're saying lord i need your help i'm not trying to have cold sheets i'm just i'm not i just don't feel anything but if there was some type of connection that kept pulling you back to the one who was not according to God's perfect will for your life, you have to sit back and you, sit, you have to say, Lord, why, what, what, what is this? Why is this? The enemy will always pull you in a direction that is displeasing to God. And he will always try to pull you away from the thing that pleases God. So if you have ever dealt with the situation where you say, I couldn't get my first off of my mind. But now that I'm in covenant with my husband, I can't keep him on my mind. I, it's hard for me to think about him in this way.
then we have to go to God and we have to say, Lord, deliver me. Lord, I pray that you would connect me in such a way with my spouse that we will truly walk as one. God, even though I may have lost this, 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 this thing that was to make us truly have a covenant that where blood would be shed, God, if, if there's anything that is residue in my life that is causing this wedge from me feeling what I am supposed to feel for my spouse. God, I pray that you would remove it now. Lord, whatever hindering spirit that is in my life, that is in my marriage, that is circulating in my life, God, I pray that you would remove it now. I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind. I plead the blood of Jesus over my heart. I plead the blood of Jesus over my thoughts. God, I thank you for giving me purified thoughts. God, I thank you for allowing me to truly be the woman that you've called me to be, to be the wife that you've called me to be for my husband. If this is you and you're saying, yes, I am the I am the reason why there is cold sheets. God is saying, all you have to do is repent and get back in order. Because the enemy is using this to drive a wedge within your marriage. And especially if you are sleeping in separate bedrooms, if you are in separate bedrooms and you're saying, I don't want to be close to him. You know, he snores, he does this, he does that. What excuse is the enemy feeding you that makes you be distant from him? Now, I know we all may have grandparents who have done this. But if you are a young wife and you have a young husband who is in his prime, the thoughts that the enemy can send him. The things that he can scroll and see on social media. So I always like to say it this way. When a person is starved, everything looks appealing. But when a person is full, it doesn't matter what you place before them. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. We've all been to the grocery store when we were hungry and when we were full. When you were full, what did you do? You didn't buy as much. When you were hungry, everything, you were just putting everything in your basket. I, I am a witness of that. I am a witness of that. So people always say, don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry. You're going to spend more money. So if your husband is full, whatever the enemy will try to place in front of him, he'll say, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I already got everything I need. But when somebody is starved, and that can go for the wife as well. When you feel starved or if your husband feels starved, anything the enemy places before him will be a temptation. And you being the, the, the keeper of the home, you are responsible for keeping this area within your marriage healthy, blessed, sanctified. And it can be amazing and still be pleasing to God. It can still be pleasing to God. So, inventory moment. Is the enemy gaining a foothold within my marriage? Is the enemy gaining access to my husband's mind? I can be sitting beside my husband and we'll just be scrolling on Facebook. And Facebook is just 
in these times, I mean, there's just so much that you can that you can run up on and not even try to run up on. I mean, there are so many things that's being shared on there. And it's like, first of all, this person not even my friend. Why am I seeing this on my timeline? And you have to go through and you have to block, you have to hide, you have to hide all of some of these pages that are popping up. Facebook won't even show you your friends, but they'll show you all of this other stuff. And I digress with that. But we'll be scrolling and it's just it's just stuff that just be popping out of nowhere. So we have to take care of home because when they go out, there's women. There, there are women who seek to destroy happy homes. There are women who seek to destroy a good man. There are women who prey on godly men so that they can have this statue to say, yeah, I know that he said that he loved God, but yeah, I know how to get to him. There are women who do that. And if we sit back and feel like I'm good, I'm good. I'm, you know, I hear what you're saying, but I'm good. Even if, because I've heard this question asked before, um, and I've seen women address it, you know, if they have like a spouse who has medical issues and they aren't able to do that. Yes, there has to be other things, but even then, you should still be talking to your husband. Even then, you should still rub his feet, rub his hands, whatever he likes. You should still rub his head. You should still look into his eyes. You should still do some of these things because it connects you. If, me if, if medically and physically, you're not able to do things physically in connecting in that way, there are still things that you can do that says, I, I, I love you. I want to be intimate with you. I want to, um, to show you that I love you. And from this, there are so many different ways that you can show your husband that you love him. And there, there, there has to be, there has to be something that you say, I, I have to show you my love. There cannot be nothing. There, it, it cannot be nothing. So I have a question and the question is, um, what if my husband is unfaithful? I don't know what he's bringing home. So is this ground for me to withhold myself? And my answer would be, marriage involves sex. You know, if you both are healthy, if you both are um, in your right mind, you're living, you're breathing, if you're married, it involves sex. And if you aren't okay with sleeping with him, then you aren't okay with being married to him. And if your husband has not agreed that you both never sleep together. First of all, this is not even biblical. But if he has not agreed to not sleep together, then you can't make that decision on your own because you're saying he is, you know, 
he's unfaithful and so you don't know what he's bringing home. It comes to a place where you have to make a decision where you're saying, am I, am I in this marriage or am I out of marriage? Am I out of this? You know, if I feel like his actions would harm me, if I feel like his actions would bring harm to me, to my unborn child, to my children, if I feel like his actions are just so detrimental to where I don't even feel safe to sleep with him then you have to you have to come to terms with saying you know is this marriage is this marriage able to be um is this marriage gonna work um we know that god dis dislikes divorce we know that there are grounds for divorce with this being you know dealing with a spouse that's unfaithful and so with this we have the bible to say Okay, you know, he has defiled our bedroom. He has defiled and he has um, destroyed the vows that we took. He has not been faithful to our vows to allow unfaithfulness to, to drive him into the arms and to, into beds of, um, of women who could bring harm to me. And so you have to really get serious with yourself and say, okay, is this marriage for me? You know, I have grounds to leave, but is this, if, if I'm going to stay, if you're going to stay, you can't have, I say you can't have your cake and you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So I used to didn't understand this, but as I've gotten older, I understand it. You, you have a beautiful cake. You love it. You eat it. But you also have a beautiful cake. You want to eat it, but you want to just look at it. So you can't eat it and keep it for you to just look at and just be in awe of at the same time. So you have to make a decision to say, God, you know, is it 100% fact that this is what my husband is doing? If, if he's continu continually, continually unfaithful to me, if he's continually um, sleeping around on me, if he's continually stepping out on me, if he's continually doing these things, and if he's not repentant, if he's not um, sincere about making changes, if he's not sincere about this, then I have to say, God, show me what I need to do. You know, this is something nobody can make these type of decisions for a person, but you have to really come to terms with saying, Lord, what am I going to do? Because if you stay, you can't keep yourself from your spouse. I mean, it's just that you can use protection, but if you stay, you can't keep yourself from your spouse. It's a part of marriage. It's a part of it. And let's say that there is a change. Let's say he does turn and God, God delivers him from that. And he is in the home, but there is still a divide when it comes to intimacy. Will that not push him out to... To, to, to fall into the same trap again. So only God can restore. Only God can heal. Only God can give the wisdom to every wife concerning her marriage situation. Because marriage is so complex. There are so many facets to it. And I can't just give one single answer. But I do know that if you are within a marriage and if your husband has not agreed to for the rest of your life you're not going to be intimate that's not going to work it's not going to work 
So this is something that you have to take to God and say, Lord, is this for me? My husband is continuing to do this. Lord, show me. If I need to, if I need to exit, Lord, show me. If I need to do this, do that, Lord, show me. Because the worst thing I can do is give you advice to leave or stay. And something happens and you're like, well, you told me, no, God has to be the one who regulates and the one who leads and guides you into all knowledge and truth. So I truly pray that something that was said was an eye opener and a blessing for you. Um, cold sheets, let them become warm. If this is something that has been evident in your home. Let this be a message that will reignite something within you to say, Lord, help me, God, in this area. Um, help me to desire my husband, Lord, whatever issue that I may be dealing with, even if it's hormonal things, Lord, Lord, balance my hormones. Balance my hormones in a way that makes me desire my husband. Lord, if there's any medication that I'm taking, if there are any foods I'm taking with preservatives and different things, if there are any birth, if there's the birth control that I'm taking, Lord, whatever it is, if whatever it is that I am dealing with is causing my hormones to be shifted in the way that they never regulate to where I want to be intimate with my spouse. Lord, I pray that you would show me what it is and I pray that you will regulate it so that I can also desire the man that you have placed in my life. Because if your husband never wanted you, you would feel a certain way. And if he is never wanted, I'm telling you and I assure you that it is affecting him in a certain way. So Lord, God, I pray for every marriage that is connected, Lord Jesus, to every wife that is listening to this podcast, Lord. I pray, Jesus, that you would reveal your truth to her. I pray that you would allow your love to overflow in her life. I pray that you would regulate, Lord Jesus, anything that may be off balance, Lord. I pray that you would allow her, Lord Jesus, to feel your love and to also know that this is an area that you have blessed and sanctified for marriage, that she may go in peace, that she will know and 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 learn and and know that you are with her no matter what the situation is god i pray lord jesus that you would just restore marriages all over the world i pray lord god that you would restore the intimacy in marriages lord god that ultimately make marriages stronger that build stronger marriages that build stronger bonds lord jesus god we need you because we can't do this in our own strength. And so for this, God, we thank you in advance. We call it all done by faith. And we believe by faith that you are going to connect us even closer to our spouse. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. I pray that you are blessed. And I pray that you would go in peace. Hey, sis. I pray you enjoyed this week's episode. If this was a blessing, then you for sure don't want to miss next week's episode.
So meet me here next Monday at 8 a.m. for another conversation about wifelyhood. If this episode was a blessing to you and you'd like to see it flourish, consider becoming one of our beloved podcast partners to help us get this message out to more wives abroad. If you feel compelled to partner with The Eloquent Wife Podcast, visit www.TheEloquentWife.com forward slash partner to become an official partner. With much love and grace, I pray you have a blessed week. And until next time, it's Gloria signing off. Bye-bye.